life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Around and do events as the gorilla. Wow. What? Yeah. That is not like, a job. He has I remember an unbelievable. He would travel as the Samsung Gorilla from the commercials. Oh, not Samsung. Samsonite. Samsonite. Yeah, yeah. He would travel. You, you'd have to get him on to tell the story. But there's a story that Bobcat Goldthwaite told about. It's Tony B's story, but sure. about the gorilla suit on I think Joe Rogan's podcast. That is, you need to get Tony. B okay, on to we'll tell get Tony's story. Oh, but okay, anyway, Tony. there are there there is a comedian who did have a gig <laughs> as a gorilla, and I'm just here to testify to that okay. today hilarious <laughs> there's ever any bar Amazing. bet going on in the next week right. about a gorilla trolling. i'm just saying show business is big and unusual that's <laughs> <laughs> so true <laughs> i say like a career is the the gigs you sweep into a pile and say like this is my career but it's just like one gig to the next to the next to the next it's like i did a stand-up show last weekend what'd you do on monday well i got in a gorilla suit and i went to st louis and i jumped on luggage like, yeah so i don't I, know man I had a, here's another little story. Before we get onto that road story, let's get a little introduction here. Good uh, idea. Yeah, yeah. It is a show. It is a show. We would like to know who we're talking about, although they've probably read already on iTunes who's on here, but um, joining us for a third? I think this feels like my junior year. Third time, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because last, it was your sophomore effort last time. Right. Not as good as your first <laughs> one. Not as good as <laughs> Not as good. Uh, of course, you know, from Conan and uh, all over the internets and his album uh matt knutson joins us thank you very much hey, everyone. uh pleasure does not begin to cover it murray thanks oh for me. i appreciate it and he also has a, a new podcast out we'll talk about that a little later sure, at the end of thing. it'd be great and sitting uh, across from me in front of the wall of <laughs> <laughs> luggage i still haven't put up my soundproofing i swear it's going up soon um uh very funny uh so excited to have him on the show i'm going to guesstimate your letterman appearances Okay. 112. Less. Oh, no. I, I probably should have. 111. <laughs> 42? 40, I think it's 42. I was, okay, because I, I just read 42 Amazing. Letterman. Oh, Amer- the very funny Jake so Johansson great. joins us. Well, thanks for having me. And this is a, you can tell that you're a road comedian because look how many suitcases you have in <laughs> yes, here. This I is know. more than you and a normal wife would have suitcases. <laughs> but you true. keep getting new ones. They get torn. The zippers get ripped off of them. I didn't, you know like which one's this, my favorite? That accident where the pulley thing on the zipper comes off. Cleveland. Or these, there's these little holes in it. For, like, how does that? There's like Milwaukee. an eagle in the ba- baggage claim department. It's like, <laughs> trying to get into your suitcase. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. When I started out in San Francisco, my best friend, who is who's still a very good friend of mine, John Ross, was dating this woman um, who worked for the phone company, and she had this gig where she was hosting these meetings, and it was just at the beginning of call waiting and call forwarding, and. <clears throat> voicemail on not with an answering machine and it was her their sales reps that were trying to to sell this to people and i got a gig coming in for five days in a week because it was five they couldn't have them all in one meeting or then nobody would be in the office and i come down every day at lunchtime in a cowboy outfit and i would interrupt <laughs> the meeting as a cowboy and i had this whole spiel that i jokes about call waiting and call forwarding and how great they were and you know from the po- point of view of this dumbass cowboy. of a cowboy like, how great <laughs> it is that you know who's somebody can call you and you can still get the call even though you don't have to hang up on the other person can you believe <laughs> It's we put a man on the moon and now this about you just can't even believe it. Wow, that's hilarious. But yeah, that was a gig that I did and it paid pretty good. Really, it paid better than a comedy club for the at least for what I was getting paid at a comedy club for the time. Sure, I bet yeah. that's amazing. I'm unfamiliar with what a phone is, but if you have one, you can get called. <laughs> well, there was that was way before cell phones. This was a you know these these were big deals on your yeah. home phone. Oh yeah, like yeah. and I just picture as you leave the guy, the one corporate guy has his line. Who was that masked man? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was basically these are all things that can happen instead of the busy signal, which is what used to happen. Which sure. is now no one ever gets the busy no, signal. no, no. It's like uh, showing the American flag and playing the national anthem and having TV go off. That's over. TV yeah. never goes Something off. Always on. You know what else stinks in for comedic uh, reasonings? The s- slamming of the the hanging up of the phone is no longer oh. a 
Nobody, nobody slams the phone down anymore. I had somebody hang up on me yesterday, which I thought that was kind of over. Really? <laughs> really? Like People angrily hang up? Hang up? I mean, I'm a grown man, so I'm not having... <laughs> like, my wife and I, we don't hang up the phone on each other, right, so right. that's like only a... Da- Usually right. you have to be dating someone where they get so uh, kind of... Yeah, yeah. They can't handle it, and they have yeah. to hang up. Yeah. But yeah, I had this woman call up. I'm renting out to... I'm, I have a rental thing and and it was they were hey we're driving around they're moving in tomorrow but they were driving around yesterday can we take a look at the place and I said why because you know you're coming the day after tomorrow and I didn't explain all this but I'm busy right now and yeah. so I don't want to make a plan to have to go meet you mm-hmm. and so I said why and she goes well because someone would want to look at a place if they're moving in they would want to see it we want to see it and I said well I understand that but are you, you're gonna see it in a couple of days and uh, she says, well, so-and-so's not here, and we just want to take some, see it and know about the thing. And I said, yeah, you're kind of taking an attitude that's sort of forceful with me, and I'm just asking you questions. And she goes, well, I just don't understand, blah, blah, blah. I'm here, here with the, you know, some other guy's name. Well, I shouldn't say his right sure, name. Sure. But I said, I don't know who that is. And she goes, oh, <clears throat> click, hangs up on me. Wow. Wow. And then, and then her friend called back and said, hey, I think we had a misunderstanding. Oh, well, that's good. The friend yeah. was there. So are it was they nice. Still rent the place it all worked gonna, out. Yeah, it all worked out. It's, it's nice to see my ex-girlfriend finally found a place. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, maybe this wasn't a really good story, but I just didn't think people no, hung up on each other anymore. No, I don't think hanging up is such a, I don't know. I just, I just had that thing. I grew up in an Italian household where we fought all the time. And so I was just done with fighting by 21. Sure. So whenever I had the, that really strenuous relationship where we would fight, I would just be like, I was like the let's talk it out at 22. Right. Not when yeah. I like usually when it happens around 37 after right. you've been married for a while. But I was the let's talk it. I'm not saying I'm better than you guys or well, your I, tenants. Passively, you, know? you felt it felt like you were saying that. Well, I just feel like I was trying to be calm. I know that sometimes people get excited, but I kind of feel like, look, once you, here's what you learn once you've been hung up on or you've hung up on people, mm-hmm. there's usually then after that a time where you have to then explain like, hey, I hung up on you because I'm sorry, I was really excited about this or that. Or you see them and you say, hey, kind of bullshit that you hung yeah, up yeah, on yeah. me. Right. Or, as opposed to what you sort of think is the reality when you're hanging up, you're going, this is over with this person. The end. <laughs> no future phone calls. This yes. is it. The end. You're dead to me. Oh, then two minutes later, you realize, I'm renting a place from this guy. Oh, <laughs> I'm probably going to have to talk to him again. Months. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. They but, never say goodbye in the movies either. It's like, you know, they just have that, like, they just finish their business and hang up. No my wife says, does okay, that. It drives care. me crazy. Bye-bye. Yeah. My wife does that. She's like, okay, I got to go. Click. Like, let me say goodbye. <laughs> let me, or, or oh, I goodbye. might have a second thought. Oh, I, oh, wait, you know, before you go, I need to stop. No. All right. I'll talk to you later. You. Click. Not in many years. So basically, he's looking for a place to rent. So I don't yeah, know if, I don't people know if it are doesn't there work yet, out. He could use your place. My ex-girlfriend moves out. My yeah. wife and I have a very lovely relationship. I just want to go ahead and put that on there. I I love really, for, for the record, I love, <laughs> I love you, honey. <laughs> she doesn't listen to my show. It's not that good of a relationship. Okay. Jake, where do you, how was San Francisco when you started out? When did you start out? I started in 1982. Oh, okay. oh really? Okay. Yeah, that was a long time ago. And then you won Amazing. the San Francisco Comedy Company. Like, I did that. Three years later, four years later, or something like no, that? No, 86. So four years later. Four years later. It was a, and it was a big deal at the time. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It wasn't like now where yeah. there's a ton of comedy contests. and there was, It was a big deal. Got to instantly, I got to headline all the improvs from that. Awesome. And I, got, I immediately was bumped up to headliner in the Bay Area. And then I got to... Um, I got an agent and a manager kind of at that same time, not directly exactly related to that, but sort of. Oh, that's great. Amazing. How was it? So who were you running with up in San Francisco in those and days? It's just been smooth sailing. <laughs> <laughs> Nonstop rentals. 31 years later. Well, I ran into somebody who was in that, the finals that of that competition were me, Eddie Strange, Rich Seisler, Dana Gould, and I think Milt Abel. Oh, wow. But Dana Gould is... Probably the most, most sure, sure, sure. Oh yeah, I got. I have all, all those uh, San Francisco guys on: Greg Barron, Dave Anthony, Dana, Blanca Patch, all those guys. It was on. a great time, and most of those guys came just a little bit after me, or mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit after that. Oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, it was a great place to start out. I mean, the, the people before me were, um, you know, Dana Carvey and Paula Poundstone and mm-hmm. Whitney Brown, and I mean, holy cow! Wow, wow, I haven't seen any Whitney Brown in a while. He's a good writer, man. That guy's yeah. so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> a Whitney Brown, actually the Whitney Brown. That was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> so were there a lot of satellite rooms coming out of San Francisco at that time? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, there was. You could 
practically make a living just driving distance from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. The, you know, um, and especially what I did when I first started out is I would do that and then go to Seattle for a month or Boston for a month. Oh, really? And then when you come back, you know, now it's been even longer, and so you can do all the clubs in the Bay Area again. So you just hit all the clubs in Boston for a month? Boston at that time, and I, maybe it still works that way, but their shows were not opening middle headliner. Their shows were three acts, and you all go up and do, you know, half hour. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the host would be the star of the show because he oh, yeah. because he would do his time and then go on in between people. But uh, you just get in, you'd go there and then you get a call. You'd go there with maybe three nights booked out of two weeks. And then once you told them you were there, they would call. You get called in the afternoon. Can you go to this college gig tonight? Oh, cool. Or can you tomorrow night go do this? And so you'd fill up your calendar. Did you do a lot of college gigs? At that time, it wasn't. They weren't really high paid college gigs mm-hmm. they were like a standing every wednesday they have a show at this college oh okay it's just paid like a regular show i mean i think most of those gigs were you know you'd make a 100 bucks or something like that oh, all right so it was just a standard gig at the college not a quote unquote college it wasn't gig. a college gig no it was not a you work, a, work in the cafeteria line and no no this the regular gig was a nighttime okay like you would do a show it would be a show that they were used to having a show but it wasn't a paid premium Extravaganza. It was your, just like uh, a your picture on the poster and the thing in the window, and they're waiting. Yeah, there. they might have had. You know, that was back before internet time, so they would send eight by tens two weeks ahead of time. Well, then no, they couldn't because they booked you the day of the show. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, welcome to comedy night. Here's the first guy, <laughs> and then usually it would be tag team. You know, I'm yeah. the first guy. Here's the second guy, and then the second guy introduces the third guy. Well, that's cool. Did you have places like? Did you have places to stay ahead of time? You just did you stay with friends when you went to Boston and Seattle? I would stay on this guy Steve Trilling's couch. Really, who was a comic. He graduated from MIT and then gave up the possibility of having a great job to be a comedian. And uh, so he had roommates, but he let us. Me and my friend John Mm -hmm. would. You know, we wouldn't both. One time we were there at the same time, but he would. You know, I could stay on his couch. Oh, that's awesome! But then he was he was in comedy. He did a special for Comedy Central, and then now then he went back to work at Symantec a few years ago. He kind of just became mm-hmm. an executive, the luggage company engineer. Yeah, yeah no, they, they're <laughs> oh, that's, a software. Samsonite. Anyway. I'm sorry, I get confused. <laughs> you pack your software into the luggage. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's how old, it. It's a package deal. How, you ever do any college gigs? Um, the last college gig I did was at uh, LMU, which is. Here in Los Angeles, Loyola Marymount University, it was like uh, two months ago. It was me, um, Howard Kramer, and Flip Schultz. It was very similar to that tag team. Yeah, the next guy coming up, and I don't know what level of promotion they did mm-hmm. for the show. I didn't get the impression they were happy with the turnout from the student body because there was, you know, uh, for what they paid us, and it didn't feel like it. It, it came out in the wash as far as who showed up because well, there was well, maybe like a hundred people. And they but did. sometimes their thing is they're paying for it out of a student activity fund, so mm-hmm. they don't always look at at it as a money maker. They look at it as a benefit. But right, if there's not enough people there, then they feel like, well, this isn't worth it right, for us to be right. doing this. But the people that were there were, you know, interested and invested. So it's not like you write it off just because there wasn't enough people there. Still had a good time. But um, yeah. I don't generally do a tremendous amount of colleges. I've done a handful, but uh, that's not. Uh, the tip of the spear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm done. I haven't done a college in I don't know how long. Especially now with all the being a new dad material, they don't want to hear that. It just terrifies well, them. Tell <laughs> us less about that. Yeah, exactly. What else do you talk about? I'm like nothing on this album. <laughs> well, they're sort of done by the time. By the time you're 30, it's weird to be talking to a college crowd. A promoter from those gigs told me recently that they he would book me for colleges, but I had to have a set that was all about. Being in college, they only want to hear material about themselves now, yeah. yeah, or about you when you were that, yeah, yeah. Actually, a, a agent friend of mine said that the at let the last NACA or maybe like the one before that, the one the thing that got the most bookings wasn't a comedian; it was to have Snooky appear at a party, not even a show, just like to have her arrive and take pictures and do I don't know, just appear. So it was. It's really kind of we're close to the end now. What happened, Jake? <laughs> what happened? Turn the keys over to the cockroaches. <laughs> there you go. We're done. <laughs> oh, what so happened? True. It is so true. true. You ever get booked with a con? Like either it's a comic and a dog act, or <laughs> you ever get one of those? Like it's a comedian and then a motivational speaker. Um, 
I'm going to think while you answer. Okay. <laughs> I, th- th- honestly, the weirdest. Uh, After I told you this isn't an I interview show, I interview yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I did a show at a hospice, and um, they just wheeled in a, a lot of people who were uh, in their, you know, the twilight twilight of their years. But it was also um, a variety show, and some people from the community college in the area had like rehearsed. They called them skits. Uh-huh. We ha- we're going to have some skits. And we're going to just... So they wheeled the people into the day room. I opened up and I did like 10 minutes. And then I just kind of introduced the skits and people... There were some people who were, you know... I mean, they're, they're in a hospice. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there wasn't a dog. But I mean, when you're talking about weird gigs, that yeah. comes to mind for sure. I got us to do it. I'm dying up here. <laughs> we're dying out here. <laughs> <laughs> So true. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. everybody's dying, okay? So get over yeah. Some of us are faster than others. Tell us a joke and get to the punchline, because I don't know if I'm going to make it to the end of your show. Well, yeah, my favorite, like, within the, the show, you, like, tell a joke, and there's nothing more dispiriting than, like, letting the joke just bomb, and then, like, having a nurse, like, tell the old person, well, what he said was, and then, like, re-explaining <laughs> it, and having it bomb the second time. I did a show at a casino in Florida one time, where... It was it was a casino, but it was like in the middle of the Indian reservation, and there wasn't a hotel associated with it. It was just a casino, like so. So hunters and what are people? Older people would go there. I mean, you have to be desperate to gamble because you had to drive a half hour from the nearest hotel to get to the casino. And uh, during the show, a guy laughed so hard that he knocked his oxygen tank over. <laughs> you know, like you tell a joke and people are laughing and they hear this clank, clurgle, and you have to ask, like, well, hey, is that, is, that, is that okay? Are you okay? Yeah. yeah it was funny. It wasn't oxygen tank falling over funny. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's, yeah. Um, my dad is a, a, a pastor. Get really? He's retired. He's retired. Did we talk about this? My um, dad's a pastor. Oh, is he really? No, yeah. I didn't have this conversation. Huh. You're PK, huh? Yeah. Yeah, one time he asked me if I could... <laughs> What's peak pastor kid? Preacher's kid. Preacher's yeah, kid. preacher's okay. kid. Or pastor kid. For some reason, PKs are always like the... I mean, I don't know if I fit the mold, but like the most rebellious, hell-raising kids are the preacher's well, kids. Well, that's the rumor, but you guys don't seem like that to me. Is Was that you? I did a lot of stuff I very rarely got caught. So What's the, what's the best thing that you did that you didn't get caught doing? Um, I remember like being the getaway driver for like my friend who ran in and like grabbed a case of beer at, at Vons or something and ran out and we drove away. So that's so not even shoplifting, like just <laughs> flagrant <laughs> robbery. Like, yeah, just, like, like, just go in and get it and run out. Yeah, that was basically it. <laughs> yeah, because if you didn't have the ID and it's just you know it's midnight or whatever, and he just would he ran mm-hmm. in there and yeah, that's. So there's that's, so a, there's that's that. a crime. That's, you you I, just that admitted a to crime. a crime. That's, yeah, that's that's some kind of thing. And so stupid because you're in the community, you're robbing the store that's in and your community. If it like, was... You're going to be in there with your mom a couple days after that. And it's like, hey, you look familiar to me. No, I was driving the car. You you don't know me. And your dad's the town preacher. Yeah. <laughs> so they know well, yeah, who you was, are. This is in like uh, uh, Orange County when I was in when I was in high school. I went to high school in Orange County, so right. it was a little little bigger. It wasn't like mm-hmm. you know the okay. small town. My family moved here from North Dakota. I don't know if I would have had the stones to rob the convenience store in, in North Dakota. But. No, because there's like six people. In the <laughs> That's true. I mean, North Dakota is small. I, I was in a car accident when I was in uh, just about to go to California to do stand-up. I was dropping out of college, and I was driving home. This guy hits me. Hits me. He's going the wrong way on a one-way street, and he's mad. He's like, you have a stop sign. I don't have a stop sign. And I go, yeah, they don't put a stop sign for going the wrong way. Um, and... And then he never paid his insurance. And oh. one night, I'm on my way home wow. buying beer at the Quick Trip or whatever. And he's the guy behind the counter. And I recognize him, but he doesn't recognize me. Wow. And so I turned him into the insurance company and they garnished his wages wow. to get the money. Oh, really? Yeah. It Look was, at that. It was a sweet, sweet story. So that small town, oh, he yeah. didn't steal the beer, but beer was involved in that small town <laughs> yeah. story of getting caught committing a crime. I just feel like I have to explain why I told that story. <laughs> 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 no, your yeah, stories just are be a good person, regardless yeah. of the size yeah. of the town you live in, yeah. and uh, trust the process. Is, what's yeah. the statute of limitations on that? Because now that you admitted to a crime, who knows if technically I didn't steal? I think it's aiding and abetting. All right, so ah, oh, boy, good luck. Case of beer. How long ago was that? I don't think anybody's interested in that. But maybe seventy-five, yeah, twenty years ago. Jeez, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. 
Um, I did a uh, show one time, which was a variety show also. And I just, I just moved out here and I was just getting into stand up and, uh, I was still waiting tables and the guy said, Oh my God, you know, you're, you're really funny. Come down and do this benefit for, it's going to be a bunch of different acts and you can MC it and it'll be great. And we'll pay you such and such. I'm like, that's awesome. He goes, I just, all I ask you to do is just ask him, you know, every once in a while to make sure they donate. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. I mean, the theme for tonight is don't be a Jew. Um, <laughs> what? Hold on a second. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't do that show. I can't, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Thank no, you but for was asking. He, was that a joke or no, was that his, that was, he was they serious. They were actually, that was, that was a theme that they were going to tell everyone. <laughs> this is the theme of the night. I don't know. It's at the Temple Israel. If you can make it at 7 o'clock. Oh, my God. I don't know if it was on the posters oh right, or if it was implied. Oh, I see. So he, it was. He was just uh, I think he was trying to be a terrible joke, but oh God. it's not. I don't think he was joking. Does that make sense? <laughs> I think he was serious. He pulled the curtain back a little too far. Yeah, yeah, which I'm glad because I would have gotten down there, you know, and opened the, you, you go on and, you know, for the, you know, the Nazi, you know, like, it, I'm glad I found out. It's a lot of times you don't, I don't know, back when I was starting out, I was like, hey, do you want to do this? Sure. I'll go out and do this. I need the time. And you don't explore and then you find out when you get there. Yeah. Or, or you think it's, when I was not starting out, starting out. I mean, this had probably been I, about the time when I won the comedy competition, but I was in San Francisco and a comic relief was new. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, you know, and I think this was maybe even Robin, Robin's idea, Robin Williams' idea was that we should do shows in the shelter for the homeless people. You know, because, hey, we've got this big show on TV that everybody watches to benefit the homeless people. But what if we did some shows in some shelters? And so I get the call. Do you want to go do this show? And it was me and a couple other comics. And, but it was in the homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, like, it wasn't like people went to the homeless shelter that night because there was going to be a comedy show. The comedy show, they went in. And, and, and in a homeless shelter, you get shut in. You have to be there at 6. You can't be drunk. And you're not allowed to leave until the morning. Because mm-hmm. they don't want people going out and coming back hammered or right. crackhead, crackheaded out. And so they're in there and they're in their cots. And so it's an audience. They don't have chairs. They're in cots. And I'm up by the coffee machine trying to do my act. And I'm 20-something years old. I, these are grown men who, who are having bad, something bad happens sure, to sure, your life. Sure. You're on a camp cot yeah. in a shelter. And, and I'm trying to tell them my silly jokes about whatever. And they're just, excuse, guys would come up while you're doing your joke and say, excuse me, I just want to get to the coffee. Right. You know, it was... <laughs> It was the most ridiculous premise for a show, but then once you take it, you're like, "Well, I have to do. I have to do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how long did that last? And you said that was a precursor to Comic Relief, or no? It was, along it was with? going along. Like okay. there was the TV show, and then there were all these show, shows that actually happened in shelters. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. I don't think they did too many of those. Right. But I have a picture of me in the newspaper standing in front of that coffee machine. Really? Doing that show. Yeah, it's in my house someplace. Oh, uh, you got to scan that, man, uh, yeah. and send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I remember doing like a bar show. It was like at this bar in Burbank. And uh, the, 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 it was done in front of this electric dartboard that the only people who were in the crowd were two softball games that had just finished their game, went to go drink pitchers of beer and only wanted to play electronic darts. So that's where they set up. The, and so the whole thing was just trying to dodge darts. Trying to dodge a dart. Yeah. <laughs> trying to buy a dodge dart. Okay. Yeah. Was, the whole show was sponsored by Dodge. <laughs> My Do- first car. Dart. Dodge dart. Dodge dart. 71. Dart swinger. Did it have the push button? When I was in, in uh, high school, a friend of mine had a dodge dart with a push button transmission. It was like you pushed Push the buttons in the oh, dash really? for drive reverse. Yeah. No, that's cool. It was. It was. They thought it was going to take off. Yeah. But the it push didn't button, really take off. But the push buttons are back now. My push button tranny. A, no push button start Ignition. starter. Yeah. 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 As long as the key's in the car. No, on you. You don't have to put the key in. That Not one really. though. Can you lock the keys in the car? I because I get rental cars with that sometimes, and if you get out, like if you get in, you put the key in the little dish thing in, mm-hmm. in the console can you get out and accidentally lock your keys in the car because they're i don't know that's the whole thing i'm afraid of every time because i've been getting them i when we were up in canada i had the big rental the car with that thing and i was just constantly what happens if i and i'm in the middle of okotoks alberta yeah. i can't get my triple a that's the other thing that they do with the rental cars because they want to have it's got comes with two keys and they have them both 
fastened together. So when you put it in your pocket, it's like you it's like the gas station key. You can't put it in your pocket cuz right. it's, it's two big keys and then, and then the doodad with the rental company's name on it. Mm-hmm. But if you could separate those two keys, you could have one in your pocket and one in your suitcase or so that you wouldn't mix them up. But it's then right. I suitcase in the trunk going to steal it. Yeah. Well, Right. Okay. <laughs> I was doing a, a show in San Francisco, and I was up there with my wife, and she has a Prius. And anytime we do like long road trips, we always like take her car because of the gas mileage. So um, she was uh, jumping out of the car to go get something that like like some of those Chinese scarves or something like that. But she had the key to the Prius in her purse, and she ran into the street, and I was just going to like leave it uh, on the corner and like you know drive around. But I couldn't drive anywhere, and there's like a guy from parking enforcement. You got to move this car. It's like. I, I can't I can't move the car. The the key is actually in that shop. So once it gets too far away, you can't. Then do your anything. car stops working. Yeah, and there's like a yellow triangle with an exclamation point that says like you can't go anywhere. God but as long hippies. as it's close enough, you can still see. I feel like that's now they've gone too far. It's, I've got the Mini Cooper where you have to put the key into its little holder receptacle thing mm-hmm. in the dash, and it clicks in. Mm-hmm. So it's you know where it is and where it's supposed to be. Right. And then do you have to press a button? Then you have to press a button. Is it an anti-theft thing is what we're doing? I don't know or is why. it somehow protecting the environment? Why. I don't know. I think they did that so that they could charge you more to replace the keys. <laughs> Dude, you ain't shitting. No, because I got an element that you would think is just a regular key open mm-hmm. thing. But no, there's some chip in it because it won't open my driver's side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I got to get a new key. So I take it. I th- it must be something wrong with the key thing. So I'll stop at a key fixer place i know all the technical terms and that's what they're called <laughs> okay good. Yeah, you're right no that's right you're right place? okay he's like no it's got a chip in there you got to take it to the honda dealership so i called the honda dealer 400 bucks i've been getting in through the passenger side for the last well four i went in i went to the mini cooper place with the because one of my keys stopped working mm-hmm. and i said this one doesn't work can you just change i think it just needs a new battery and he goes there you can't we can't open them up we have to oh we have to order another key and that's going to be $383 or whatever, something like that. Yeah. And I said, so I've only had the car four years. So you're saying you set it up. So every four years, I got to pay you $383. I feel like that's not, that's, I'm calling bullshit on that method of getting $383 from me. Yeah. And he goes, oh, well, wait a second. Maybe I can get you a free one. Um, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. It's oh. just like, okay, I don't know if I like you more or less now. Right, right. I'll give you a 150 to go to the Honda yeah, dealership for me. Everyone's becoming uh, Mr. Haney from Green Acres. That'll be uh, $385. <laughs> like, it's going to be free. Yeah. Well, if I could just Crazy. complain. And technically, this is a road story because we're talking about cars. Yes. No, no. <laughs> <I'd>... <laughs> Completely germane. So I'm on my way. This happened when I was in Sacramento on a gig. Okay. I hit a chuck hole. My friend who lives up there who did the theme song for my podcast. Okay. The Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. Sure, sure. It's time for a plug, I think. Oh, yeah, we didn't get it. Um, so I'm up there with him and we're to do the to do the theme song and to work at the club up there. And I go, we're meeting at some place where you can get a cheeseburger with a burned in crust of blue cheese on top of it. You know, it's unbelievable burger. But I went through this, not a pothole, but a kind of a chuck in the road. Sure. And it didn't pop the tire, but it, I guess it did because there are these run flat tires where oh, the yeah. thing is once, once it's got a leak, you can still drive 50 miles. But I'm in, I'm in Sacramento, so I can't drive, I can't wait till the gig's over and drive home. I have to go to the dealership there and get it fixed in the two days I've got left. And the tire was around $400 Jeez. to fix this run flat tire, which when they sell it to you is like, hey, the beauty of this is you don't need a spare tire because you can just drive on these after you get a flat. Yeah, just and drive then, home. So then the next trip, next this year, I'm on my way up to San Francisco to do a gig, and I get up on the grapevine, and the, the ti- there's your tire's out, light comes on. Mm-hmm. So now... Uh, it's like Apollo 13. I'm calling my manager to say, can you, what's the closest dealer within 50 miles of me? Do I have to turn around or do I have to go forward? And then I end up going to the BMW dealer. And then he says, well, actually, let me check your pressure. You're, you're high. You've got too much air. They must have heated up after you filled them up. And so we'll let some air out. The sensor goes off when it's too okay. much pressure as opposed to too little. And he said, your tire's fine. But it made me want to sell the car. It's like, I can't, I'm going on the road. I need reliable transportation. Sure. Right. I can't have, there, you don't have enough Mini Cooper dealerships to to support me. Right. I hate to one-up you on this one, but not tire related, but going on the road with reliable transportation. I was doing a one-nighter in Vegas. And uh, I was just going to go, do my show, spend the night, get up in the morning, come home. But my wife had a big deal the big deal happened on Sunday. So I'm like, all right, I'll go to Vegas, do my show, 
turn around, come back, done it before. You're driving up in your yeah. car and back. I'll right drive up and back. I drive up, do my 40. And what was the size of your wife's deal? Big. Oh, okay. Big. And what, okay. what does she do? What type of deal? She's a costume she... designer. Costume designer. Okay. And so it could have been a big. Uh, Gangster Squad, the Sean Penn, Ryan Gosling movie. Yes. That's yes. a big movie with big stars. Yeah. yeah. And Matt was And, um, and Murray's mm-hmm. wife. So this was a big deal. Do you remember what movie it was? Or is that secret? Uh, it was it was the Oscar nominees luncheon. She was nominated for an Oscar. Cool. So <sighs> we, so. Right? I remember when I got nominated. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I, that never happened to me. Well, maybe it was your wife because it yeah. didn't happen to me. <laughs> but so I'm like, I'll drive out, do my gig. Let's do 40. I'll do 35. Turn around, get my check, come home, be home by midnight. It'll be great. We'll and go. you're going to go to the luncheon too then? Yeah, yeah. I was okay. going to invite to the yeah. luncheon. So I was Who going wouldn't there. Go? Yeah. Why wouldn't you not? You yeah. might get to meet Jack Nickelberger. <laughs> <laughs> was he nominated there? Is that his name? Nickelberger. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nickelberger. <laughs> uh, I bolt out. I, I About the 15, jam it. Always got the tunes high on, up, you know. Just Max, just locked it. I know it. how to 15, go on the road. Yeah. Forget about podcast, not for us. Mm. Led Zeppelin. Yeah. All the way. Cranking it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get a little bump in the road to dunk. I don't think about it. I look at my rearview mirror. I don't see anything. I'll probably hit something. I'm not worried about it. Completely cruising, cranking it up. All of a sudden, I look down. My heater is pinned. Oof. Temperature gauge is pinned. And I'm like, what? What the fuck's going on? Every light on the dashboard is going. You hit, broke your oil pan. I hit something. I, I turned down the... <laughs> Turned down the podcast I was listening to on ten. <laughs> Jake this. I turned down Jake this. <laughs> and as soon you as should I... pause it, really, listeners should pause in that situation so you don't miss any of the gold that happens during my podcast. As I turned it down, I hear this noise, and I'm like, I'm fucking dragging something. And you're on the way to the. Gig. I'm on the way to the gig. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going on at seven. I want to get in. It's one thing to miss your wife's Oscar luncheon. It's another thing to miss a one nighter where you're the star. Of the show in Las Vegas, Nevada. Listen, I want to feel as good as I can that night of when I'm course. fucking third wheel at her Oscar luncheon the next Absolutely. day and nobody gives a shit about me. Right. I want to feel as good as Bless I can. Some hey, retirees. you might or might not win this, but I did that show yes, in Las right. Vegas and nobody can take that away from me. What do I have? A paycheck. Where's your Oscar? We won't know. We, yeah. we won't know for another month. What I am going to deposit is this $85. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Tropicana. <laughs> <laughs> So I pull over. I have kicked a piece of rebar up in through my oil pan and into the radiator. Completely. Oil pan and the radiator. Wow, that's a twofer. Is that possible? Yeah. I think it could be possible. Okay, because it's I mean, it's probably probably one end hits the oil pan and then it ricochets up through the radiator, but I don't know. I don't know what kind of a rebar. How did you not see that thing in the road? I didn't. I was listening to Jake this. Some of those episodes. Wow. Completely, you know, I've been driving on uh, just everything yeah. leaking out of my car for the last forty-five minutes. Completely seized up the engine. Oh, you set. didn't get, you didn't pull over fast enough. No. You seized it up. No, completely Sweet. seized. Sweet. I get, I get towed. It's three o'clock at this point. What kind of car is it again? Honda Element. Yeah, those are nice. They're a good car. Is that the one with the plastic with the drain? The old one? No, the no, drain? I got the like the newer one. Okay, eight or something like that. Um, three o'clock. Uh, AAA says, yeah, the closest person is in Vegas. I'm outside of Nevada still. Mm-hmm. The closest Prim. one. To, yeah, I'm outside Prem. The closest mm-hmm. one is in Las Vegas. It's going to take them an hour to get there, and then they'll tell you an hour back. Good news, bad news. You're getting to Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> bad news, good news, bad news. I'm getting to Vegas, but all the shops close at four. Oof. So I pull into Vegas. I got no car. They can't do anything till Monday. So I, got, I call the booker. I get it rescheduled. Fly home that night. You don't do the show. No, I'm Why missing not? the show. I can't get to the show. You didn't get to Vegas in time. Huh? Oh, I see. I thought three o'clock. They come out, get your car. They're out by four. You get into Vegas. You're in Vegas by five, six o'clock. You do your show. You catch a flight home. You do it all. No. You do it all. You have it all. You do it all. That's who you are. <laughs> it's not who I was that day. But no. instead, you disappointed dozens of retirees. Yeah, from seriously, Tucson. seriously. What, <sighs> are, what are they going to the do with their free buffet tickets <laughs> now? <laughs> And who got who booked? Who, do you know who know. did it in who your place? Who did I call? I called a comedian named Don Barnhart. Who I know Don. Okay, I know Don. Yeah. Um, he, I said, Don, if you can't do it, we find me somebody because I'm fucking dealing with this seized engine. Right. Like I want to fix my engine. I don't want the eighty five dollars. Right. I want to know. So I ended up having to buy like a two hundred twenty dollar plane ticket. Mm. I was saying, I'll just rent a car. I'll rent a car, leave it in Los Angeles, fly to Vegas, pick it up. Yeah, rent a car to drive to Los Angeles is like four hundred bucks. 
Yeah, forget it. So I oh, you need really? to catch a plane. Yeah, right? so I catch a plane back, wow. and then it's three weeks. But the good news out of that is I got a free engine. Free engine? Insurance covered it. Wow. Put a free engine in my element. Cool. That's that's someone else paid for it. Well, it's free to yeah, me. That's free so, to you. Okay, I get it. I get it. I just gonna, I didn't. I I got some. I got confused. Well, they pay for my insurance. Like a free. Like hey, yeah. you know. You know what the good news is for you, Murray? We got a we got an old engine for one of these laying around here. Is that we what? just throw it in for you? We we're gonna put it in the trash, but now we don't have to pay to have it hauled away. We'll just throw it into your element. That one under the blanket. Yeah, right that there? one. It's think? free. What were you gonna uh, do with it? It's we were gonna put it in the trash. Look how much space it takes up. It's so heavy we can't move it around. But we'll just throw it in your car. Would you throw mine in old one, broken one away? Oh yeah, well, we'll get rid of that one too. Wow, this is free. Let's put it in somebody else's car. Yeah, <laughs> broken into some other guy we don't like as much. No, our friend has a boat. He'll take it out in his boat and throw it in Lake Mead. You know what? This story doesn't suck at all. We'll just tie it to a snitch, throw it off the back, and you'll be good. Yeah. Turns out I had a great time on that trip. Yeah. It worked out really well for me. It did work out well. Shame my wife didn't win the Oscar, but... That's okay. Oh, she <laughs> didn't... Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert. This was three years ago. I know, but people spoiler alert you when you give away the ending of, uh, you know, Cheers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just mysterious set of legs come down the stairs, and he tells them that's cl- they're closed. That's it. Oh, is that how Cheers ended? Yeah. I hope that's yeah. not the real ending of yeah, a show that I've I never haven't saw seen the, the last of episode of yet. Wow. Oh, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> I pissed you didn't even say spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Well, it's a little it's late 14 now. years ago. Uh, cheers ends in a cliffhanger. They're showing that on MeTV now. That's why. Oh, I'm are they really? Yeah. Yeah. It's me probably TV. one of my favorite shows of all time. It was a good show. Great show. I don't even know what MeTV is. Me neither. It's some bizarre cable but show. they already rejected just... me. I have no idea. But they, they're not interested in being <laughs> well, a Well, there's a think tank of ways to hurt your feelings <laughs> yeah, that's going on somewhere in the valley between Universal and NBC. <laughs> Knutson, we're passing. Yeah, we've we got another one. Yeah, yeah. Gonna... We've got an, we got another idea. We'd like you to come out to the valley to audition for a thing. That uh, just come out, just come on. <laughs> oh, and wear dress up like a clown. <laughs> oh, and no, already before you come, no, <laughs> but still come, but you, still come. Yeah, still you come. know the think tank guys are like, no, you can't tell them no till they get here. You gotta wait till they're here. Do you understand how to disappoint people or not? How many times have we been doing this for decades now? <laughs> if you tell them no before they arrive, they're not gonna remember the eight pages that we told them to do. Good so. note, Bob. That's why we hired that's you. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a good audition too. They want you to prepare all twenty-eight pages. Oh, for yeah. the audition, and then you get there. And we're only doing the first scene. Right. It's just like okay. Right. I could have really worked hard on that instead of the other 28 pages. But right. now that's the shitty audition podcast. That's um, right. not the road story. That's coming in, that's coming in after this on, yeah. my, on my marathon day of recording today. Just so you know, we're only doing scene one and there's an offer to Carrie Ewells. So uh, you're not going to get it. What? Who's Carrie Ewells? Elways. Carrie Elways. Elways? The guy from Princess Bride. Is that Princess who you're talking Bride. about? Yeah, Carrie Elways. Been Wait, have, who's, who's been mispronouncing that for 25 years? Him or me? Ools, Elvis. Well, I, at least him. He, Could be you also. What did Jones? you say? Jones. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Completely wrong. Not, also wrong. Okay. Also wrong. Not even the same letters in the order. That's. I've been saying Elvis. I think say, it is Elvis. I've been Elways. saying Ools. So. Have people I'm, been I'm looking at you? I'm the dick. Staring blankly think, at you? Well, but it's because they don't get the reference. Most okay. of the time. Yeah, <laughs> that is a long time ago. Yeah, but he's still around. He's around. He's he's doing his thing. He was in the um, Saw. Yeah. Oh, he's, he was? He's getting jobs that we're not getting. That's right. That guy, that's how you know he's it's all right. fucking think tank. Uh, i never seen Saw. I've never said that sentence either. That was weird. That's right. I'm not <laughs> watching a lot of alliteration. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah, I'm not, I don't like those. I don't like movies where people get tortured or scary basement things happen. Yeah. I can watch, uh, I am enjoying the zombie Walking Dead thing, mm-hmm. but uh, I have, I can't watch it at night anymore. It's too Is it ups- that creepy? Well, I'm fine while I'm watching it, although I find it very stimulating. Sometimes, you know, you you just know one of those fuckers is hiding in there and he's right. going to jump mm-hmm. out at you. Mm-hmm. Or she. Yeah. Right? Oh. And, you know, the, some of these zombies are ladies. Okay. I really um, think about that. But uh, my problem is, is that I, it, not only does it wind me up while I'm watching it, but then I go to bed and I'll have dreams about, I have zombie dreams, you know, right. where I'm in a place and they're chasing me or they're in the closet or my wife and I are on a vacation we can't get our daughter and she's trapped in the zombies you know Mm -hmm. i can't it's too much wow that's too much for me i'm not a zombie guy but i went to costa rica and i took world war z with me that Mm -hmm. the book Mm -hmm. the book is awesome i couldn't put it down man i and i am not i don't 
kivish. I don't understand why everybody's fascinated with zombies or whatever, but that book was fucking amazing. It's, it, it was it, to the point where I was like meeting my brother the next morning. We're surfing. I'm like, so then zombies, like they can't climb stairs. It's like, dude, right. fucking shut up. I don't want to hear about zombies it's, But anymore. that book is literary the way that they have the first person interview yeah. accounts where you put the story together yeah, afterwards. Yeah. But And it's also insightful about the media and the government and mm-hmm. their reactions to a crisis like that. Yeah, it was World so War good. Z is the book. You, you, I can't recommend it highly enough. Cool. Mel Brooks's son. Yes, he wrote that book. I had no idea. With his fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Non-zombied fingers. Yeah. (laughs) Where'd you go uh, to Costa Rica? I've been to Costa Rica first. Uh, That trip was to Nosara. Oh, great. Cool. Where is Nosara? It's kind of southwest side. Hmm. Costa Rica because they got the they got the uh, Latino side and then they got the Caribbean side yeah parts of the same country it's and the surf's diff- on the different surf's, hangs yeah surf's good on the we went to Atenas to the south part near the Osa Peninsula to okay. see animals and then we spent a couple of nights near Dominical Ooh. oh yeah which is a surfy is. spot okay. on the west mm-hmm. coast but it's also kind of dirt bag you know there's the people who just get there and then surf camp oh yeah and smoke pots and you know have that's where i went that time dirt <laughs> well i don't know about the dirty sex in the dirt part we didn't do that i have a wife i mean we have dirty sex in a hotel standards come on <laughs> then there's always you always like on the, like internationally you always run into those american expatriates that are just like i burned out everywhere else i'm trying panama and it's yeah just, oh my god and they're like proud of it because I remember like running to this girl, I was like, yeah, this girl's like, yeah, you know, I was always the one in high school getting high behind the thing and going to the beach. So, like, so if you just decide to be a loser here, <laughs> then you in Tallahassee just change the venue yeah. of losership. Of your failure. Yeah. But they're all proud of it. There was like this one club in, in um, I think it was like Haco or something like like Costa Rica where this guy was just kind of big and oafy and he, he, he went around and he took like portions of empty drinks that were that were gone and he poured them all into the same cup that he was just drinking it was like wine and beer and shots and anything that was like leftover alcohol and he just had it in like this big 32 ounce cup and you're like holy shit oof how was that, that hangover the next day? It's like at the bottom of that glass, it says, go to a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Get it together. Yeah. So Drew is heartbreaking this is, in a way. This is, a, you know, unmitigated. It's time. Yeah. It's time for you to go to a meeting. 100%. That is the definition yeah. of bottom. I mean, I hope you enjoyed your last beverage. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Not only stay away from alcohol, stay away from all beverages. <laughs> yeah. You better drink things that you can see the bottom of the glass from now on. <laughs> so I hate to, I hate to, I know this is going to be such a shitty question. And um, by the way, just self a plug since uh, Split Cider has been saying a lot of nice things about this uh, podcast. So thanks to Split Cider for that. And uh, I love Split Cider. I read it almost. Every yeah, day. it's a great, it's a great website. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to check it out. <laughs> you should because <laughs> I want to get mentioned in it. <laughs> You'll probably get mentioned in it on this. Yeah. Uh, hey, for look, this people are wrecking their cars listening to my podcast, Split <laughs> Cider. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's all, time for the shitty questions segment yeah, on they, road stories. <laughs> what do we get to the shitty questions, Mer? Well, what they said is they all, I always have a good uh, questions, and every once in a while, but when I had Regan on, I asked a hacky question, and so I'm going to ask a hacky question right oh, now. Oh, before you ask your shitty question, I have a shitty okay, question. Okay, great. Have you ever performed while you had diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> the very essence of a shitty question. I know, but it just made me think of, I know several performers who have the, and I don't want to name them, but one guy I know had to invite the MC to come on stage. Like, he's halfway through his headliner set, and he goes, look, I need the MC to come up here right now, because I have to go to the bathroom. And the MC comes up and does five minutes where he goes and pounds one out, and then comes back and finishes the show. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Who was it? I haven't had that, you know, that element do it, but that, God, that's really funny. I'm sure just statistically speaking, there's times I perform with diarrhea, but never where I had to like, I need somebody up here. Do you have to tap out on your set? I, I tapped out. I Not for diarrhea, although it was part of the what I was feeling, but me and Jimmy Schubert, and I might have told the story on this podcast before, we're up in Reno and hit the 
hit the buffet hard. <laughs> me, Jimmy and Jimmy Schubert, Sh- me and Jimmy Schubert were up in Reno. I've never met Jimmy Schubert, but I've heard him on some other podcasts, and I, I really want to meet that oh, guy. Oh, sort of a similar great, vintage. Yeah, yeah I'll, super, have, super I'll have you both. I'll have Schubert and you on, and you fucking. Schubert's a fucking That's trip, not man. a meal. That's a vendetta. Yeah, he's just Chicken a Philly, omelet. you know. Philly, just hardcore. His Hilarious. dad was cop, you know. So, so you're up there doing the Reno catch? Yeah, yeah. Or as Schubert called it, catch a rising middle actor. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's you're on your way up or you're on your way down. Yeah. In that yeah, room. yeah. And, and we both, with we, a guy who plays the piano and MCs the show has got a Bee Gees tribute band. Did you know that? About yes. That I know that he still sends me emails. Yeah. I've got, years did he ago. give you his DVD? No. I still haven't had the heart to watch it, but maybe when I come over next time, I'll bring the DVD and we can check that the out. The Abba cover band yeah, DVD. Yeah. The oh band. no. Yeah. Wow. I still get emails like that, from too. him plugging yeah. his, uh, Abba cover band on a ship. They're pretty successful. They are, but how am I going to go on a ship to see Wait, his Abba cover Is it, is it Abba or Bee Gees? It's Abba. How are you? It is Abba. My okay. Bad. All right. Because it's called Abracadabra. <laughs> Abba, I think Abba. It's a, I think it's Abacadabra. Abacadabra. What did I say? Yeah, Abra? And it's Carrie Elways. Carrie <laughs> Elways. <laughs> I it's apologize, always, Carrie. It's Sorry. always Elways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great guy, that guy. Great. Now I've ruined my relationship with Carrie. And catch a rising <laughs> uh, star, apparently, in Reno. And so my, my bad. Back to your shit story. Yes, please. <laughs> well, catch a rising star. We hit, the, we hit the buffet pretty hard, and then we go see a movie. I forget what movie it is, but like 20 minutes into it, I'm like, I have to go. <laughs> I have to go. And I leave and take care of everything, and then just never saw the end of the movie. We get and I just feel like shit all day, and then we get to the club, and um, and I tell the manager, I'm like, listen, and I was middling for Schubert at the time, and I said, listen, man, I'm scheduled to do thirty, but just keep the MC close because I am not feeling so hot. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I don't give a shit about you. Check out Schubert, and he is lying down on the back. <laughs> well, did you did you? Mur, mur, and he gets mur, his, mur. he gets up there in his verse jug. He's like, I am not farting with confidence. Does. <laughs> 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 Which I've stole a thousand times. That's such a great line. Wow. So do, do you think you ate something bad? It wasn't just that you overate. You something no. that you ate had something. Yeah, bad something, something. And yeah. just to give you how bad, how crappy of a buffet that is, I'm a vegetarian. Wow. Oh, do you, you know, know how hard it is to get food poisoning from being a vegetarian? I yeah, well, I've heard that, but still, I don't know. Guacamole. Yeah. E. coli. Yeah, something. But I did. I ended up doing like. Like I, I was about to walk off, and then they gave me, like I was the room was spinning type thing. I did oh, wow. fifteen. I enjoyed that buffet. That buffet is what got me through that gig. Just being able to like, well, I guess we're getting it's time to feed again. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of your room. What do you want to do? Uh, but eat? you can't I go nuts. You got to know. Look, I've got two of these every day or three a day. I think yeah, they right. maybe gave you three tickets a day, so I don't need to go crazy because I'm going to be right back here. Right. right. I eat like once a day, maybe twice a day. Mm-hmm. Is how I. eat. And so I would just always have, you know, 30 extra buffet tickets. I had an MC in Vegas a couple months ago. Um, I was leaving and he's like, hey, do you have any more tickets? I'm like, oh, they're upstairs in my room. Like, uh, will you give me your key? I'll turn in your key for you. Can I go get them? And so he went back up and got I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to use them. Sure. He went back up and got, he lives in Vegas. He just lives on these buffet tickets. Pay it forward. Yeah, man. He's got it figured out. He's, that's a scam. <laughs> you know, there's some guys who got it figured out. I don't know about that guy walking around taking everybody's leftover drinks, but this guy <laughs> with a buffet tickets, he's knocking it out. That guy, he's he should have a DVD seminar thing about, like, here's how you work it. So do you have a shit story? I can't believe that. Oh, that's a worse, Is that's a terrible story? question. I don't, I don't. You just I, have the other guy's shit story. I don't think I do. I just have the other guy's. That's the, I, and you told another guy's story earlier. I know. Well, that's how I do. This okay. is how I get by. Some people get the free buffet tickets that are left over from another guy, and I just take a free ride on somebody else's. And I didn't really tell the story. I just kind of told the very bare bones version of that story. Sure. You alluded to the yeah. story. Yeah. If I'm yeah. using that word right. I think so. Alluded? I think so. Okay. Eluded or alluded? Eluded. Oh, no. Alluded. Alluded. I alluded to it, and then I eluded answering the question. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I eluded. <laughs> so you don't have a poop story? No. Regarding stand up? No, no, not, not, not regarding stand up, but boy, I've taken some heroin crap. <laughs> you don't get to be my age without throwing a few underpants in the trash. Like, those are done. Those are done. <laughs> and ever since the Reno Schubert thing, I always bring an extra pair of pants. Just cuz. Pants or underpants? 
pants. Do you do how many pair of pants do you bring for a weekend like a four nighter? I ta- I'm a I'm a um I'm not into sports at all, but um, <laughs> <laughs> this is how you start off with how many pants you bring. Okay. <laughs> I'm not into so that so you don't have to bring your sport pants. So already jerseys, <laughs> around, right? don't even have to worry. Done. Don't even <laughs> golf pants. Don't even have to worry about them. Check them off. Right. No, but I, I'm very superstitious because my brother played football, and he would, if he was on a winning streak, he would never wash his jersey or mm-hmm. change his jersey. So when I have my first set on Thursday and it goes well, I don't change my clothes for the rest of the weekend. Is that for real? Yeah. Now? Even yeah. Now? Like yeah, if even you have now. a good set Thursday night? Yeah, even now. It's just a superstition thing I have. Hmm. So... How often do you have a good set on Thursday night? Usually nine times out of ten. Is so you're just wearing the same outfit the whole weekend almost all the time. I'm just bringing these other three outfits for backup in case the first one fails. Or I hit the buffet too hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I wear it all the, like to the gym and down by the pool the next right. morning. No, but I you just put wear it, on, it on like it's like Liberace. He yeah. wears the same clothes. Yeah, every yeah. Night. Mm-hmm. Several different. Well, not anymore because he's dead. But before then, he's <laughs> not like I, I imagine. <laughs> I don't feel like the blinking pants tonight. I'm not wearing those. I no. imagine he's probably still wearing the same thing. Though. <laughs> Say he's probably wearing the same costume for Wouldn't it be awesome if you exhumed his grave and opened it up and he was the suit was still kind of blinking in there? Like it was still like, oh, it's still on. Liberace's clothes are still on. I wish my brother George was here. Yeah. But it's just a do you have any superstitions? Uh well, I'm sure I do. You know what? I don't like to put a hat on the bed. When I'm traveling, I just don't put a hat on the bed. It's it, bad luck. I mean, sometimes I'll accidentally be on, you know, cuz I fully unpack. I take everything uh-huh. out of the suitcase. I usually put things into the drawers to feel like I'm not just some terrible on some terrible frat vacation. Sure. So yeah. I put things away, but every once in a while the hat'll hit the bed, but I try not to. I try not to put the hat on the bed. Oh, I'm the same. I don't like I th- I've heard it's, Is that it's, an old, it's bad luck. It's that's bad an luck old school bad, bad luck. Yeah. And also I don't walk under ladders, not necessarily from superstition, but the reason for that stu- for superstition is like you don't walk under a thing that could hit you in the head. Right. You know? <laughs> safety. It's, yeah. safety, it's a good it's a yeah. double there's a two reasons to it's not the do superstition that. of walking into traffic type thing. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's bad luck bad luck to walk into traffic. Yeah, yeah. I see people all the time. The other night, my wife and I went out to dinner. We're walking to dinner, and there's a girl at dusk riding on the wrong... Her, she's riding her bike on the wrong side of the street and talking on a cell phone at the same time. It's on the like, bike? On the bike. Jeez. It's like, you're. this is... What's wrong with our schools? I... <laughs> I had to, on Halloween, I had to go get more candy because we were running out, according to my wife. FYI, I go get five bags of candy, come back, no more kids. Okay. Yeah. I have five bags of candy in there. Yeah. I can't get rid it's of It's no secret why she didn't win that Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> I pull out. This girl is pushing, you know, those little like plastic cars you push your baby kids sure, in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just right out in the middle of the street. Didn't even bother to look or anything, man. It's. And on the Halloween, you're traveling around, you're on the street. So, I saw yeah. a lady, I was in New York one time, and a lady's pushing a baby carriage, you know, and the light changes like right as she's walking into the street. Somebody honks the horn, and she doesn't even look up, gives them the finger. <laughs> pushing a baby, somebody honks and just fingers them without even looking at them. That is New York City in a nutshell. Exactly. Fuck you, I'm jaywalking with my baby, yeah. asshole. That's, indignant jaywalking. Yeah. The home of indignant jaywalkers. That's amazing. That's such a great... Don't even look, look up. Yeah. Here you get a ticket for like jaywalk. I got a ticket for... Um, I like was riding my skateboard and I the light Did was... you get a ticket for riding coming. a skateboard at 40? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a little old for that, son. <laughs> they pulled me over. They're like... As I say that, having two skateboards, I apologize. But she gave me a ticket and I was like... I was literally... I couldn't believe it. I was like... There's... There has to be a real crime happening somewhere, right? Right. Now. They hate it when you say that. I did not say way. I thought that. They I, hate it when you I say that. I expressed that thought with my eyes, but it didn't. Or is this why you became a policeman? I they know. hate that too. I yeah, know. they don't like it. You won't get out of a ticket with that one. <laughs> you sweet talk them. Yeah. Is this why you became a cop? Really? Yeah. Hey, I, I don't have just, boobs. I can't fly. You could ask them, hey, do you have. I mean, this is great because I'm. I, uh, you're a nice person. I'm happy to meet you. Do you have one of those cards so the next time I get pulled over poli- by a police officer, I can give him the card that says that I'm in the family of a police officer? Because I've always heard that there is such a thing as that. Yeah. that- Not to bring it back to Jimmy Schubert. Yes. But, <laughs> but, Jimmy but here, here we go. go. Here we go. <laughs> After he got off the toilet, he's the son of a cop. And so I had a plane ticket back from Reno, and uh, I was going to fly out the next morning. He's like, Mur, listen, I got the new Lexus. I got the new Paul Simon. 
I don't know why Paul Simon was the, the, the music <laughs> the to listen Paul to. Simon. The new Paul Simon? Yeah, I can't wait to get in your car and take a nap to the new Paul Simon. <laughs> and I got, the, I got the Brotherhood of Police badge in my car. We won't get pulled over. Boom, we'll be home by two. Wow. So apparently that happens. Brother, did you, did, did you take the ride? I took the ride. We got home at 7 a.m., but we didn't get pulled over. How was the new Paul Simon? <laughs> it was not bad. <laughs> yeah, not bad. And it was a really good impression of Jimmy, by the way. Oh, thanks. Hey, Mur, yeah. Mur. So back to my hacky question. I yeah. Guess. Letterman. <laughs> Boy, how is that a question? <laughs> he did kind of lean in a little bit, uh, so there was expectation. 42 times. Amazing. That's Amazing. not a question. I think I'm getting to the question. We already asked. We already... I feel like... Do you remember the beginning of this conversation? Well, I had a little technical problem in the beginning. I might not. I might. So, have do you feel that. like we have to say this again? Can you do the whole monkey rant again about the bags? Absolutely. I can't remember that no, whole I'm just part. Kidding. No, I just wanted it. We didn't really get a chance to talk. We said you were on. I was on Letterman a lot of times. So that's times. a lot of times when I've been on the road. You get a free trip to New York City, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. I love going to New York City. I love doing that show. Uh, yeah. If I lived in New York City, it probably wouldn't be as as much fun because it's you fly in a day ahead, you run your set, yeah. you hang out in New York City with your friends or other comics or yeah. whoever. Cool. You do the show, then you go out in New York City after you've just done a giant television thing and have a big night of uh, you know celebrating. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Sometimes you watch a show in a bar. I used to do that, but it's hard to get them to turn the TV on in a bar. Believe it or not, yeah. No, Even when you say that you're you've been on Letterman, right? One time I went to a strip club the night I was on Letterman because the guy who owned the club, uh, it was at uh, oh what's that one Governors? The guy who used oh, to own Long Governors, yeah. yeah, yeah, or oh, no, maybe not own it, but the guy who who, who ran it, uh, he he was in the strip club. So we go out there and we go to the strip club the night I was on Letterman, and we're talking to the strippers, and I'm and and. I'm telling the stripper that I'm on Letterman that night, and she ends up betting me that I'm not. And so while she's on stage dancing and stripping, I come on, and I point to the screen, and she has to give me $5 wow. while, she's, while she's stripping. Oh, that's And hilarious. while she also rolls her eyes at, like, what a pathetic jackass that you need to take $5 away from a stripper. But it's like, hey. Ah, pathetic jackass, my foot. That's yeah. a fucking awesome story. Yeah. You live by the sword, you die by the sword, that's strippers. Right. That's right. At one point, though... You get. She has to figure if he's actually betting money that he's on. He's probably on. Right. Like you got to read. You got to read your bets, man. Maybe she didn't think I would want the five dollars, but I just want to go to a strip club and get a strip stripper to give you five dollars. That's right. It's like it's just better if she gives me the five dollars. No, I I don't think she missed it. Let's put it this way: she's not telling this story right now. She's not on Road Stories podcast. <laughs> no, what I'm saying, she doesn't even remember that that even happened. No, of happened. Not. I, I, I feel like that five dollars on her part was well spent because I'm getting some good sure. mileage out of it. Except, Except for point. like three weeks later, when Polly Shore goes in and she's like, "Oh, it's Jake Johansson. Do you know Jake? He was on. Were you?" Oh, she, she doesn't remember my name. No. Well, no. at this point, she's already completed nursing school and is uh, working full time. Yeah, she oh, finally yeah. graduated from college. A lot of those girls are in college. Um, <laughs> Right, that's they're putting, yeah. they're putting away sure. through college. Yeah. Uh, through college, college is my uh, name for drugs. Uh, I'm yeah mm-hmm. currently putting my way through college. Uh, you ever date a stripper? No, nope. nope. Yep. Back to you. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> you did date a stripper. Yeah, Never yeah. dated a stripper. Yeah. Date's a strong word. Date with date. Pay for sex is the. Did more you have sex with a stripper? Yeah, more than one time. Yeah, as a, as a date, but the same. Stripper. This was on the road, though. Same stripper on the road. This is a weekend. Oh, so you met her on the weekend yeah, and you'd yeah, work yeah. the work yeah. for just for the weekend. Did you keep in touch with her after that? No, or? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Actually, it's a shame. I would have liked to have gone to her graduation. Get- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice if she'd invite you out. <laughs> she could have got you one of those college gigs. Yeah. <laughs> Does your school have $150 and 45 minutes to spare? Yeah. What so, was, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. So did that start off as a you're paying her to do the lap dance thing and then it turned into a sex thing? Or did it was it just you just befriended her? I befriended her, not even in the strip club. I don't really go to strip clubs. Uh, she was just out and about. None of us do. <laughs> I, know that's, I know that sounds... I don't go to strip clubs, but I will date them for the weekend. Uh-huh. With, the, with, the, with the exception of these numerous examples, I don't go to strip clubs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> naked no. ladies, no thank you. <laughs> when we first moved to L.A., my brother and I, who uh, he and I uh, had our first apartment together, we used to go to Sa- Sam's Hofbrau House, which is uh, downtown L.A. It's where they shot Jackie Brown, if you ever see that movie. 
not because it was a strip club, but like afternoons from like four to six, they would put out free hot food. It was like spaghetti and wings. <laughs> and we were so poor. We're like, well, let's go to Sam's. You get like $5 and get in and have all the food you can eat. Oh, like yeah. Cheap beers. But all the strippers were like <laughs> Eastern European immigrants who were like doing the robot and stuff, which is like, well, it's. It's not very sexy. It's hilarious, but but I'm fucking not. free cocktail wieners, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, I've, I, I haven't been to a strip club in a pretty long time. Oh, neither. Yeah, none of us have. Been, not since I've been married. But <laughs> I was just in Minneapolis, and the strip club. You know, because there's a comedy club. I was at the comedy club, walking around in the strip Acme? club. Yes, and the strip club is right near mm-hmm. the condo. I think it's called Dream Girls, where they got the sign that says thousands of pretty girls and one ugly one. Right, right, right. <laughs> and they had a sign up on Thursdays or Fridays. They have a f- hot dog buffet. Uh. <laughs> it was like, I know they know that's funny, right? But I couldn't, like, I wanted to just go high five strip club. Hot dog buffet is a pretty great, pretty great idea. It's like a fun garage band, too. Yeah, yeah hot dog buffet. I think if you just put hot dogs, people are like, yeah, we, can, we can go there or buffet. But we'd I, would, I, I think it's safe to say that you would only go to a hot dog buffet if it was at a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the standalone restaurant. Right. If I said to you right now, hey, I've got free passes to a hot dog buffet. Do you want to go? It would just be hands down, no thanks. And then if I said it's at a strip club, be like, well, okay, maybe. Coupons? Who am I to judge? Yeah. <laughs> I come to think of it, I feel a little peckish. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the Costco. That's yeah. the hot dog buffet. Yeah. The little window outside after you. What if the strip club was named Hot, hot Dog Buffet though? That would be a different. that would be a different strip club. <laughs> that real, real weenie rose. Yeah, then there'd have to be burgers or something there for me to go for lunch. Yeah, I'm not going in for that. <laughs> hot dog buffet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's hot so dog great. buffet. <laughs> so great. It used to be the hot dog buffet. <laughs> <laughs> The hot, dog, the hot dog buffet's not here anymore? What happened? Nah, nah, it's still here, but now there's naked 31? ladies. The hot dog buffet's closed down? Oh, I still love that place. <laughs> yeah. What a shame. Uh, hilarious. Yeah, shame to see it go. What were your favorite uh, clubs coming up? What were, your favorite? what were your favorite clubs to do now? Oh, uh, well, I really love Acme in Minneapolis. Yeah, it's a great club. This, I don't know when this episode. This is going up in like an hour. Oh, so this is live. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So this week I'm at in Denver at the Comedy Works. Oh, great! In lower, lower downtown, love and I Comedy love Works. that club. That yeah. that has got to be one of my favorites. Mm. Any club in San Francisco, mm-hmm. I've loved since I started. And I still love going to San Francisco. Sure. The DC Improv is up there as one. That's one of the handful of improvs I haven't done. Oh hmm. uh, yeah, well it's kind of an independent one, but uh, that's just a great that's a great place. Okay. The, yeah, so the DC Improv. I, st- I like going to laughs in Kirkland, Washington, even sure. though it's not really, you know, it's not super fancy fancy, but it's a great place. I'm sure I'm forgetting some play. The Zanies in Chicago, mm-hmm. I'm going there yeah. next week. The awesome. one on Well Street is fun. It's like a museum of comedy. That's, yeah. That in the Zanies in Nashville oh, yeah. has got all those eight by tens of comics from yesteryear. <laughs> and I mean, I include myself yeah, in right. that. William and Lester. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. And where else can we uh, find uh, your dates? Jake well, this. you know, you can visit my website, yeah. jakethis.com. I've got my schedule up there with links to all of my gigs. Awesome. And uh, Fort Lauderdale, hello. I'm doing it. I'm doing my next special. I forgot a club. Hilarities in Cleveland, Ohio. And I'm oh, okay. going to be there the first weekend in December doing taping my next uh, special. Awesome. Um, and then I'm on Twitter, at jakethis. I'm also on Facebook, and I just received notification from MySpace that I am still on MySpace. <laughs> um, and uh, so Twitter, and then my podcast, Jake This of Jake Johansson. So Which is it's Jake awesome. This. You just type Jake This in and click your click your little brains away. And I was telling it before uh, I arrived uh, on Jake This. It's the forty second appearance on Letterman. Uh, it's right on the front. Oh, it's page. on my website. It's Which on is, the. That's the. Which is great. We can't be friends in the you. building. Hilarious. Yes. Wait, yeah, the four, it said it right there. I went to your website today. I missed that. It's a we, it's a it's a video. It might was it on the front? It might have been on the front. Yeah, or it I might mean, have been. Might, maybe further. like it I had to scroll been, down a little bit, but it was. Yeah, it the was thing where the you top. buy my the buy my CD thing is above <laughs> that. So do me a favor, buy my CD and then watch the video. But you can watch the video for free without buying a CD. Right. But. right. And uh, Matt, where can we catch you? And what's going on? Uh, MattKnutson.com, M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N.com. Uh, I have uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that, all the social networking buttons. I just started a new podcast called Grabbing Lunch. Uh, it's Grabbing Lunch 
com, and I have a bunch of episodes coming out. Uh, the next one coming out on Wednesday will be Todd Glass and Troy Conrad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have future episodes coming up with Rick Overton, uh, Roy Scoville, Sean Patton, Kyle Kinane, Howard Kramer. So it's it's been a lot of fun. I awesome. just basically record a live podcast at an active restaurant, and mm-hmm. it kind of catches a fly-on-the-wall comedy hang. Oh, so, very cool. um, And then December 7th. Have you done that one, more? I have not done you guys, that. You have done the one The door is wide open. I mean that sincerely. The door is wide open. You guys we... get to pick where we eat, and lunch is always my treat. So it's the Grabbing Lunch podcast, and I have two guests booked. Look for future episodes with uh, Murray Valerio. Live from Hot Dog Buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody had to say it. Somebody had to say it. Good callback. And then um, Saturday, December 7th at 8 p.m. at the Hollywood Improv, I'm recording my next album. When? Uh, I'm sorry, I missed that. Saturday. S-H-I-T-T-I-N-G-ing me because that's the night when I'm doing my special in Cleveland. Is that true? Wait, yes. what night did you say that? Um, it's Saturday, December 7th. December 7th. I'm recording my CD in Brea that night. Are you is, really? Is it, you just pile it on. I swear to God. Is that true? And swear let me to tell God. you else some, something. Let me tell you something else. Yes. That's Pearl Harbor Day. It's fellas. <laughs> a day that will so go down a, in hilarity. <laughs> it'll, ah. it'll live in infamy yeah. until this year when we all do our comedy specials. Right. <laughs> well, I'm intentionally keeping out War Widows. No, no War Widows <laughs> can come to my show. I think that could uh, mm-hmm. really inhibit the enjoyment of others um <laughs> all right um thanks you guys for coming i am you, uh i'm now co-hosting rock solid uh never not funny's rock solid with pat francis and a uh, so uh check that out i just my first episode dropped there we talk about uh the new pearl jam album and uh replacement players and bands so that's a that's a good podcast uh murrayvalerio.com at V on twitter uh we have t-shirts uh get them while they're hot because the logo changes we're gonna have new t-shirts coming out there you guys will leave with a t-shirt today hey are so the old t-shirts will be discontinued and those will be collector's items <laughs> yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be hot i wouldn't discontinue <laughs> them i would keep selling them forever yeah i'm yeah. gonna now just give them to the comics and sell the other good ones they they, they don't become okay. old they become classic they're classic yeah, yeah. road story Maybe. shirts and uh, I'll be in Vegas uh, the week before Thanksgiving at the Improv there. Um, if his car makes it. Vegas again. <laughs> yeah. I'm flying this time. <laughs> and I don't have to turn around for anything. I'm spending the whole week there. Uh, that's it, guys. Thank you so much. I, I, I really fun. appreciate so it. What a good time. Out with you, Jake. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed sure. this. Yeah, uh, thanks, Matt, for coming back. And Jake, th- we don't really know each other. I Thanks for uh, coming on. We do on. now. You know what? I almost never want to have a conversation that's not recorded for the internet from now on. <laughs> oh, really? I, this is, this is, I feel like this is the way to go. If you're hanging out with other comedians, you might as well do a, a podcast, don't you think? That's what, I, I, that's what I said four and a half years ago. I, you know, honestly, when you hang out with like comics and you laugh for real, it's a gift. You know, because most of the time you're hanging out with civilians, it's not it's not as funny as this for me. That's kind of like the end of the Jerry Lewis telethon. <laughs> <laughs> and simultaneously, everyone. Yeah. Simultaneously, time is undone. He's, oh, I'm gonna cry. Show me the number. <laughs> Send in the clouds, everyone. Uh, simultaneously insulting my listeners. No, no, no. What? what this don't is, be no. ridiculous. That's not. Do you, I don't think that's what you were doing. No, it certainly not at wasn't all. what I was doing. No, never. no, not you, not you. Wait, how did? How, you said it's not fun hanging out with regular people. No, I don't. Mean Who's a regular like, person? I don't mean it like that. People who aren't a comic. Oh, people. Well, it is fun to hang out with them. Well, that's well, what I'm saying. On. It was Matt. Okay, well, tune okay, into I, my new podcast, <laughs> hanging out with regular people, <laughs> talking about their jobs. Not nearly as fun as this one. Yeah. <laughs> I will go on the record and say um, professional comedians are funnier than regular people. Well, you haven't I'm heard my new edge. podcast, Mailmen, etc. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Come see these guys when they come through your town. Uh, I highly recommend it. They're both great guys. And thanks so much for listening. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Mur, super fun. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon.